Hello, everyone, and welcome to another game of Spell, um, name to be determined, I guess. Uh, today we'll be doing a super spooktacular one-shot for Halloween, since, well, you know what, fuck it, it's time to get spooky, so let's get spooky. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> excellent Foley. Uh, my name is Harry, and I will be running the game for this evening. Uh, joining me tonight, we have... Hi, my name is Chris, and I will be resuming the role of Wiggles the Clown. Hi, I'm Joe, and I'm going to be playing Morgan Morris. Hi, I'm John. I will be playing Estella, the baker's daughter. Uh, and I'm Jonathan, and I will be playing Polly Esther. Okay. Uh, so, you guys are going about your business, as you do, uh, when all of a sudden you have the telltale thing of you walk through a door, and you're back in the office. Uh, this time, however, the office is abuzz with activity. There are people with lab coats sort of running around, like taking readings, looking over paperwork. Like the whole office looks like it's just an absolute hive of activity. Uh, and there's sort of Josh sort of in the middle of it, who seems to be directing a few things when he sees you guys. Uh, well, he doesn't see Estelle come in. So Estelle, what you see is that throughout the day, um, more and more people have been showing up at the office. People you don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm. any, do you, uh, if you ask Josh about it, he basically just says, uh, look, there'll be a job coming in. I'll explain when everybody else shows up. All right. I, uh, Estelle has, has, has mostly, uh, barricaded her, herself in, in her, like, cubicle fort. And, uh, if anybody comes near has, has threatened to stab them. Um, about what time in the day would you say it is, Harry? Around, say, 10 o'clock in the morning. Okay, so, um, yeah, Wiggles comes through the door in, like, um, paj uh, pajamas, a house coat, and a pair of slippers, and he's taking a look ar around at everybody, and he's just, Ugh, I step outside to get the paper, and this is my reward. All right, what's the situation? Uh, wait, oh, Wiggles, good, you're here. Uh, first thing, could you just please talk to Estelle and make sure that she comes out of her office? I'm afraid that, well, all this, and Josh kind of gestures around to everyone, has kind of put her a little on edge. And I'd really? rather not want one of the researchers getting stabbed. As, yeah, yeah, stab as a warning, I understand. All right, uh, so I'm just gonna head over and I'm gonna swat da squat down a little bit and... Okay, what do I got? And I, um, yeah... I head into the break room. I'm going to say that... Are there snacks around? Like a box of donuts or anything like that? Not yeah, anymore. Um, <laughs> well, the, the researchers brought in some of their own after the stuff that they initially put down went missing. Yeah, okay. All right, nothing I can use to bribe her out. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to head over back over to where she is. Uh, like, what does the desk look like, John, that you've barricaded yourself into? So, um... Basically, it's like so. You take your standard cubicle. Uh huh. You place a. Uh, you take an extra wall away from somebody else's cubicle. Place it on uh -huh. top, and then uh, start adding spikes. Hmm. All right. So I'm gonna regard this uh, spiky monstrosity that is this. Uh, yeah, cubicle fort, and I'm just gonna head over to a wall like. Not putting myself in front of any open holes where a knife presumably might fly out, and I'm just gonna gently sort of just knock, knock, knock on it, and... Hey, uh, Estelle, you there? Uh, yeah, so, uh, she'll, like, like, stick her head out. 
Hey, it's me, your co-worker, Wiggles. Uh, just want to make sure you're doing all right, Pumpkin. You eating okay? Yeah, no, I'm I'm fine. I have... Uh, she'll actually, like, t- take out, like, a... Like, go back in, come back with a sandwich. So I figured okay. out how money works now, so... Oh, that's good, that's good. Yeah, yeah, so now I'm... I, I'm only stealing from the break room because it's still fun. Mm. But I won't well, steal your groceries uh, anymore. Thank you. That That is appreciated. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, uh, you do know how to make sure to buy the right stuff, right? You're getting enough veggies in your diet. Yeah, no. It's Look, look I survived in the Fey wilderness of Fairytale Land by myself before I got here. I, can, uh, yeah, I, I haven't I had to, to hunt and kill anything. I'm fine. All right, all right. Making sure uh, the urban environment is a pretty different from the Feywild. Just making sure that uh, you know you can adjust yourself to a new environment accordingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey, uh, feel free to show up whenever. Yeah, Morgan just comes walking through the door. Uh, she has a coffee in her hand. She seems mm-hmm. somewhat nonplussed. Hey, Morgan. Ah, um, oh, thank God. My, I, I was walking with my mother, and she oh, she goes off. She was talking, like, everywhere. It was just such a goddamn pain. Oof. <sighs> One second, let me text her. Had to go to work, Mom. See ya next year. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so, um, basically, at some point, you guys head back into the main room, and Josh, seeing that Morgan is here, uh, basically uh, goes, All right, cool. Um, everyone's here. Uh, could you all meet me in that break room over th- in the uh, the meeting room over there just so that we're not you know talking over all of this and again yeah, yeah. Jeff, just with the various researchers yeah hey you Matt, yeah you science nerd uh, don't me? touch anything on my desk uh, uh okay yeah uh Estelle arms the traps around her <laughs> fort and, and puts up a sign warning trapped <laughs> before heading to the to the break room is uh by the way is is Polly around anywhere uh, so as you guys enter into the break room, uh, Jonathan, describe what your character looks like. All right. So polyester is uh, a teddy bear, almost literally just a teddy bear that has been animated by happiness and love and all of that good stuff. When sitting still, they look almost exactly like a teddy bear are basically indistinguishable. So when you enter the break room, you see a teddy bear sitting in one of the chairs. With a clipboard in front of it. Haven't um, Estelle and uh, uh, Morgan oh, yes. met, met you before during during the Duelist Kingdom incident? That's true. Mm-hmm. Yes, but Wiggles hasn't. So, yeah. Um, Polly, you do see what appears to be like a very classic uh, circus clown um, in a house coat with uh, pajamas and stuff. But he does have like the Disney... Um, like, almost Disney-esque Mickey Mouse style white gloves on and, you know, face paint, red nose, giant lips, uh, you know, floofy blue hair, all that stuff. Big Classic clown. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, um, I'm gonna say that there are custom-made slippers going on over a gigantic pair of hunky red shoes. I can't take off the shoes. They're actually my feet. Well, yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, literal genetic clown. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> this, like, how I look, this isn't a choice. This is who I am. All right. All right. 
So yes, uh, Polly, you've actually been there for a bit. You were the first to be called in. Uh, apparently Josh said something about needing a specialist, uh, but then kind of trailed off and said he'd explain when everybody else uh, arrived. All right. So with that, um, Josh sort of like, like closes the door to the break room and says, all right, uh, thank you all for coming. I suppose you probably want an explanation as to what the job is and what the hell's going on. All right. So, uh, Josh sort of goes, so you might not be aware of this, but part of the money of the funding for this office comes from giving data to various research heads about the multiverse. Obviously, not a lot of stuff we can share, but what we can is passed on to various scientific bodies for research into various quantum phenomena. Oh, look, I don't understand the details. The reason why that everybody, that all those eggheads are out there is because we've got a request from a particular world that is of, uh, shall we say, interest to these bodies. Okay, could you elaborate yeah, further? Yeah, don't beat around the bush, nerd. Come on. The border of this world is loose in the sense that it is not as secure as other worlds like this one or ones that you've done before. As such, entities from outside of the, that universe have been occasionally possibly seeping in. Oh. Hence the reason why all of the buzz of the research. Obviously, this presents a, a very interesting phenomena that could be studied, assuming that they managed to get the right data. And the request itself is rather unusual, as we weren't able to really contact this, uh, or at least established communications with this world for quite some time. So there's a lot of um, buzz effectively around this. Uh -huh. So because of that, we've brought you in to do your usual works. Go in, find the problem, fix it. You're also to report back to any of the researchers about what you've seen or how this has affected the denizens of that particular universe. Because of the potential psychological issues that such loose borders could create, uh, we have brought in Polly both to assist you and also as a specialist in the areas of psychological comfort and care. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, so psychological issues, like, what are you saying? That these things could drive us crazy or something like that? You know, but we don't, well, we assume not, considering your abilities, but we just want to be safe. All right, well, um... Not how I was expecting to spend my morning, but, uh, uh I mean, if this is going to be part of the paycheck, then it is what it is. Eh, right. Considering I already work with a clown and a teddy bear, I don't think there's anything that is going to fool me and or make me scared. You should be careful. Love is one of the most powerful forces in the universe. Uh, yes, this universe has an overabundance of love. That's what makes it so dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Sure, whatever you say. Right. Um, there's no equipment that will be giving you a special issue. Um, from the looks of things, you should be alright. You will probably be needing something to blend in. From what initial information we have, uh, we've prepared wardrobes accordingly. Um, get ready, and once you've managed to suit up, we'll send you into the breach, as it were. Good luck. And with that, Josh sort of, like, you know, opens the door back up and gestures for you guys to, um find your uniforms, as it were. All right. And as we're heading out, I'm just gonna make sure to head over to Polly and hey, uh, don't believe we met in the past. Uh, name's Wiggles. Nice to meet you. Uh, Polly Esther. Pleasure. 
All right. Uh, so, yeah. And then uh, I'm going to shake hands with a t teddy bear because of all people, um, Wiggles knows not to judge a book by its cover. So, yeah. After that, he's going to yeah head over to the lockers where all the costumes are and stuff. Right, so the actual wardrobe, the uniforms that you guys are being given, is not all that much. What it does seem to be is a very long coat that is uh, wax-treated, so fluid sort of uh, do it, and sort of um, staunch leather boots that have also been similarly wax-treated. Wiggles, Ooh. yours have been custom-fit to work over your feet. Good. Uh, Morgan's going to poke her head out. Hey, is this going to be a slime thing? Because I'm... I I'm not going to no slime dimension. It's not a slime dimension, but there is apparently significant... Uh, what the hell is the thing I was looking for? Significant possibility of viscera? Okay, that's fine. I'm okay with that. Oh, I, ain't, I ain't going to no slime dimension. Don't worry. Because I went it, to thanks. a goo dimension, and that's... Ugh. Well, he said this route, we may be looking at a meat dimension or, a, you know, some inside of a creature or something like that. But Look, I can do a meat dimension. There's ways to get around a meat dimension. But a, a good a slime dimension, no thank you. Either way, it's going to take a hell of a lot of detergent. <laughs> just just, thro go just throwing polyester into, like, a like already spinning washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> Morgan is imagining that and then snickering to herself. Uh-huh. Uh, All right. So, uh, Estelle will put on her usual bandolier of, of appropriated sharp things, uh, plus yep. one, uh, one uh, clown uh, circus world balloon sword. Uh, any of these need to... Uh, that I should be leaving behind? Uh... Or to, since you said viscera, I'm assuming that that coming in armed isn't going to be an issue. That's from what the case. Uh, let me take a look and just double check. Uh, what do you have on your bandolier again, John? Uh, so the bandolier is a magic mirror shard turned into a shiv, a unicorn mm. horn, similarly shiv, um, a laser knife, the um, uh, imaginary number sword, the uh, root of negative one sword, and uh, the balloon sword. Um, so I looks it over. Uh, I think that should work. Uh, Morgan, you'll be glad to know that for once you won't have to disguise your uh, shotgun as something else. And also, um, I look at your sword and, hey, uh, could you pass me the balloon sword for a second there? Uh, yeah, she'll, she'll hand over the balloon sword. Okay, it's getting a little saggy. One sec. And I just blow into the end and it kind of reinflates itself with a... And then, here you go. <laughs> One second, let me make you a cross god. It's fucking bolt. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, a true balloon sword can only be wielded by a clown, for they are the only ones that know the ancient arts of their maintenance. No, no, he's just the only one who can who can bring out the secret technique of the balloon bend. <laughs> and also, if you want me to modify that, and I pull some, like, long, uh, like, de-inflated balloons out of my pocket, I mean, I can add some uh, modifications to it if you ever need them in the future. Uh, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. I was kind of wondering how, how to... I, I've got the maintenance down on most of these. I threatened the uh, Abraham to tell me how to maintain the... Yeah, the the imaginary sword. Uh-huh. Uh, but... And the, the the laser knife just needs batteries. So... But right. uh, thanks. I'll, 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 I'll... I might take you up on that if, if I need to improve that... Uh, the sword. Uh -huh. Alright, so you guys have now suited up. 
you head out towards basically the front door of the office where you teleport out. Josh once again reiterates his uh, well wishings of good luck. And you guys step through the door and you enter into what looks to be a street. Sort of cobblestones stretch off in either direction. There's a gas, it's dark, and a, but a gas lamp provides a sort of faint illumination along the street. Small houses line each side of the street and they stretch up almost as if they're attempting to claw at the sky, their roofs overhanging the street in such a manner that it almost the, the, overhanging the street. The moon hangs high in the sky, providing a bit more light. And the entire thing smells almost faintly of stale copper. Uh, I know that smell. You notice that even though the ground is somewhat wet, the remaining of the houses and everything else look remarkably dry. Yeah, I don't think this ground is uh, wet from uh, rain, if you know uh, what I'm saying. Um, mm-hmm. mm, at this, I'm actually going to bend down a little bit, like in a loose squat, and I'm just going to try and peer a little closer at the cobblestones to see if it looks like water or something else. It's a bit too hard to make out, but as you get closer, the smell of copper does seem to get a bit stronger. Ugh. All right, I think I know what this is. You suddenly hear a noise that seems to be coming from around the corner. It sounds almost like a a person struggling, and then you hear the sound of what sound of like flesh tearing that sort of juicy sound when you take a really rough knife and rub it against something and like really drag it across something very meaty Uh-oh. I, I, Estelle heads towards that sound sounds like somebody's about to get into a knife fight mm-hmm. I will follow Estelle All right. Yep, I will as well so as you round the corner you see uh, a figure standing in front of what looks to be uh again it's fairly dark what looks to be this like large shaggy pile and he seems to be like furiously slashing at it with this massive almost butcher's cleaver just sort of like lost in the moment as he continuously hacks and slashes at this thing that's clearly already dead uh blood and viscera kind of like spraying up alongside the walls And finally, after one more solid thwack, the figure steps back with a bladed hand and just begins sort of breathing heavily and just kind of stands there as if trying to catch their breath. Uh, Morgan's going to level her shotgun and say, Hey, psycho! The figure, um, sort of like, it seems like they're attempting to like turn and draw a pit, what looks to be a pistol. But they seem like they, they're pulling it out. But as they do, they just kind of like collapse to the ground. Like clearly just everything taken out of them. What? Like from a distance, what does this figure look like? Kind of like you guys, actually. Like long coat. Uh, they're wearing kind of like a, a tricorn hat. Um, beyond that, it's kind of difficult to get out things. Because again, gas lamps and moonlight aren't exactly the best in terms of illumination. Mm. I will advance close to the person still leveling my shotgun and, and same like, like jab them with my foot. All right. So um, it appears the, the the person that you can tell now uh, very clearly tries to put up like a fight. But then once you guys are that close, sort of goes, wait, you're not beasts. What, what are I you mean, doing here? Um, Looking quest. over at the shaggy mound of fur. 
it's kind of hard to make out considering how butchered it is. Mm. But it's too large to be a dog, but mm. too small to be something like a, a lion or a tiger. Uh, Estella, this the, immediately comes to mind is like a werewolf, but it's not quite right. There's something about the features of it that just doesn't make it as animal, and yet very clearly still has this, like, unnatural, unnerving air about it. Um, so... <clears throat> the, uh... The, the figure on the ground, realizing that he's not that he's not in any sort of threat, kind of, like, slumps over to one... slumps over to, like, the one side of the street and sort of props himself up against a wall. Easy, easy. Alright. Hey, hey. We're not here to hurt you. We're here to maybe get a little bit of information about this place. Is there anything you can tell us? Something you should already know. It is not safe to be on the streets during the hunt. And at this, you hear footsteps sort of coming from further down the street, and you hear someone call out, Noir! Noir! Where the hell are you? Where did you go? And then through a ragged breath, the, the figure says, Over here! I got the bastard! And another figure sort of comes out of the darkness. Uh, this one also wearing a uh, the similar outfit to what you guys are wearing, but it has a bunch of sort of like white stripes painted across the coat. And immediately upon seeing the figure, um, it's sort of the figure on the ground, uh, they run over and says, oh, for God's sakes, Noir, you really shouldn't push yourself this hard. You're already bleeding enough. <laughs> I'll sleep when these beasts are dead. <laughs> Oh, and at this, the other figure notices you and says, Oh, uh, wait, you hmm, you look like hunters, but I don't think I've met you before. We're, we're from out we're of town. Out of town. <laughs> <laughs> well, you picked a hell of a night to come to here. <sighs> right. Uh, remind us uh, what night it is exactly. Uh... Hey, uh, the other fi the figure with the stripes on the coat looks at you puzzled. Well, it's the night of the hunt, of course, where we the we must put down the beasts tainted that have been punished by the Grand Miracle. Uh, At this, um, Noir, who you can effectively surmise, kind of like stands up, manages to brace himself back up against the wall. There's certainly no hunters. Otherwise, they would have shot me once they'd... Otherwise, they would have shot first and asked questions later. If you're looking for information, might I recommend the church? Sounds good. All so. right. Uh, you you guys going to be good to get out of here on your own? Any other monsters around? Anything like that? Well, if they're around. And with this, Noir kind of, like, flashes the, uh, the blade of that giant butcher's knife that he was wielding. <laughs> They'll be put down for sure. Great. Uh, good luck with that. Uh, we're going we're gonna to head out to uh, you... Thanks a do lot, you, anyway. Do you doing, know where the church is? I'm gonna look around. Is there an obvious big cathedral anywhere nearby? You yeah. can't really tell from street level. Like I said, there's tall buildings on either side of the street. You'd probably have to get up to higher ground if you wanted to see that. Oh, dang, it's not on my map. I pull out a blank piece of paper and then put it away. Uh, follow the road, uh, follow back the road that you came to the main thoroughfare. From there, you should be able to see it. You can't miss it. It's one of, uh, the largest structures in town. Uh, great. Thanks, uh, thanks a bunch. <laughs> May the hunt treat you well! And, the uh, Noir sort of, like, tips his hat to you guys. And sort of, you know, sort of moves in the opposite direction from where you guys, from, uh, the directions that the other figure pointed you towards. 
Ugh. What kind of fucking Victorian purge shit did we get ourselves into? Oh yeah, that's what it is, the purge. I, I was thinking, like, this is one of the movies, I'm like, ah, which one? Which one is it? Definitely I mean, that one. I don't think it's exactly like the purge. Uh, he was talking about monsters or some shit like that, so... Ugh. Yeah, like the rich people and the purge. The monsters. Uh, okay, I think I think we might be remembering that movie a little differently, but uh, look, regardless, we got a place that we can investigate for more information. I'm pretty sure that guy with the mask was a werewolf in that movie. Um, look, let's let's talk movie details later. For now, let's just get to where we need to go. Alright, start walking. So yeah, uh, it doesn't take you too long to get back to like the what they described as the main thoroughfare, which is a uh, a similar sort of stone street that is very much like much wider than the uh, street you came out of. And sure enough, um, even in the dull moonlight and uh, the dull moonlight, you can very easily make out what they assume is the church by its large pointed steeple and sort of um, uh, large stained glass windows. Okay. Well, uh, before heading in there, and I'm just gonna turn around and just talk to everybody, like, uh, everybody know the rules uh, regarding uh, churches, places of religion, and just being careful as hell because some religious people are fucking crazy? Uh, yeah, 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 it's a, it's a top-down, right-left? Wait, is it left-right? Uh... <laughs> and, and, and Morgan's, like, trying to figure out how to do it, and she's like... Do a, cr a crossover. Hey, whatever. I'll, I'll remember it. So, uh, so we'll say, um, yeah. No, I actually don't understand religion. All of our religion in fairy tale land was allegorical. <laughs> oh God, I'm I am not gonna explain Jesus to her. All right, just uh, maybe Estelle, just maybe stay quiet. If you don't understand what's going on, listen to everybody else, and you'll get an idea of what not to say. Uh, just by listening to these guys. If an old man tries to pull water on you, don't let him. <laughs> All right. I could do that. All right. But don't stab him either. <laughs> and please, depends. Please do not stab the Pope. Hmm. All right. So you guys make your way towards this church. Uh, it's fairly, you're fairly close. You have to imagine that when you guys were ported in here, they tried to get you as close as possible, but couldn't get you inside for some reason. Uh, but standing up to the large, the, uh, massive oak doors, you sort of come to this threshold, uh, with the doors sort of firmly, uh, sort of forebodingly standing there. What do you guys do? Hmm. What's our, uh, what's our angle here? Well, I guess we go in, say hi. Uh, ask for information. I mean, if there are more of those beasts outside, like the dead one that the guy was hunting, you know, I think it's pretty obvious that uh, they're trying to kill him, but we go in, we figure shit out. Polly lifts their teddy bear arms. Uh, you first. Alright, uh, I'm gonna head up to the door and I'm gonna give it a couple knocks, see if anybody comes to it. Alright, so you sort of knock on the door. Yep. Uh, and eventually, uh, a small slit in the door opens up and a pair of eyes sort of poke out and they go, uh, uh, what are you doing outside? Um, we're hoping to maybe get a place to come inside, maybe figure information out. We're kind of new to town and, uh, some... Noir sent us! <sighs> I've never I'm... heard of this. 
is named Josh. Wait, wait, maybe, oh, maybe you're the ones that uh, 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 Father Yermond was talking about. Uh, oh, one second. And uh, the slatch slides back. Uh, you hear the sound of, like, very heavy iron locks being, like, unlatched. And then after about two or three of them, the door, like, cracks open and slowly opens. And you see a man sort of dressed in loose robes. Uh, wearing a sort of symbol around his neck, it kind of looks like if you took a like an eight and you made it so that all the interconnecting lines are straight lines. Oh, okay. <laughs> you might. Uh, were, were you sent for? You said you were from out of town. Uh, are you perhaps the ones that may deliver us from this uh, this grievous ascent? Um. Yeah. Probably. That's <sighs> that. <sighs> oh, thank the miracle. Yeah. Uh, quickly, quickly, Father Herman will want to speak with you. Uh, come in, come in, quick, 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 quick. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, coming inside, you see that it is a very large open cathedral. Um, for sake of visual reference, so I'm not just stuck sort of describing everything, think of a very Catholic cathedral, a very old, large Catholic cathedral. Sort of uh, statues of what you assume are reverent figures in various either forms of... Uh, pious worship or de devotions of faith. A lot of them seem to be them in sort of situations of them like stoically resolving against some horrible fate. And uh, the figure in ro the man in the robes uh, quickly closes the door behind you. And you see these massive iron latches that he kind of like works back into place as soon as he closes the doors. Uh, one thing that you immediately notice is the air is rife with the smell of what you assume is incense. Ugh. Smells like my grandma's place in here. Yes, well, keeps the beasts away, or so Father Herman tells us. Uh, yeah, come, that's come what in. she said, too. Uh, so as you guys are moving through this church, you notice that there are, like, a lot of people that are sort of, like, sleeping in pews or, like, uh, praying around, like, uh, very obvious, like, places of worship, lighting candles. And the the church, for even its size, is fairly packed. Like, there's a lot of people in here. Huh. Like, I'm guessing do they look like townsfolk or something similar? Yeah, you'd reasonably guess. Huh. All right. Um, so, yeah, we're just gonna... I'm just gonna carefully start making my way through, keeping an eye on folks, uh, kind of just getting a sense of the vibe of... You know, like the mood of the place. Yeah. One thing that uh, you do notice is that at the very front of the church, it, uh, there is what looks to be like a basin for water that's dry. And there are people that are like praying in front of it. And very obviously, it's some sort of thing of reverence. Hmm. Uh, the uh, uh, the figure at the door then greets you and says, ah, my name is uh, Brother Sturgis. I help run the church here along with my other brothers and Father Yermond. Uh, please, this way, and sort of leads you to a uh, sort of side office. Uh, once you get in, you see that there is a man sitting at a desk, uh, basically sort of writing something down on what looks to be a, uh, a journal or a diary of some sort. Uh, he is wearing similar robes to Brother Sturgis, but they have a bit more elaborate work done on various inseams. Hmm. The uh, Sturgis then says, uh, Father Yermond, I believe these were the people that you told us about, the uh, the Deliverers. And Yermond looks up with his cloudy eyes and says, Ah, yes, I believe they are. 
Uh, thank you, brother. You may tend to the you may tend to the refugees. Uh, please sit down. Close the door behind you. Okay, so I will do that. Mm-hmm. Well then, so uh, I've never done this before. What exactly, so what do you need to help us in this time of strife? Well, first of all, what do you need? We gotta, like, kill some big monster or something? No, we need you to end the night. Uh, like, make the sun come out? Yes, precisely. This, the, this hunt, it was supposed to end at sunrise, and yet we've not been able to keep track of time, but it has gone on for far longer than it should. I believe we are able to hold, of course, the beasts cannot penetrate our walls, thanks to the glory of the miracle. But we are running out of food for those that have sought shelter here. Uh, okay. Uh, sidebar? Sidebar, sidebar? I, like, yeah, push um, everybody. We get into, like, a huddle. Give us a minute. And, um, yeah, I'm gonna go into the huddle. Mm -hmm. So, uh, um... So, um, any of you able to summon the sun? Uh, no. I mean, I can summon a guy who is high as shit, and that's about it. I'm going to say that as uh, an aside, you know your abilities. You would need a lot more of you all working in tandem to basically commit an act of what is effectively cosmological alteration. Yeah, this would be like the higher magic shit that the people who made these worlds could do, right? Like change yes. the rules of what's happening? Mm -hmm. Uh... Okay, so it's not on the table. Well, if there's maybe something causing the eternal night, maybe we 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 assume that there's some mechanic in in place to, you know, the story doesn't move forward until such and such happens. Okay, I mean that, that's fair. Um, I mean maybe we could ask him what the cause of all this is, like you know, and how long it's been around. Maybe get an idea, like. I don't want to treat a symptom, I'd rather cure the disease, if you know what I mean. Maybe ask what this miracle is? Uh, yeah. Yeah, the guy did mention that, so, uh, seems like a good place to start. Uh, you turn back and you see that, uh, Father Yermond is just kind of sitting, sort of, like, staring, uh, in the, sort of just staring off. It's possible that he might have been able to hear your conversation, you're not entirely sure. Alright, well, uh, break huddle. So, yeah. Alright, um, so before we, uh, help you out, I think we'll need to know a little bit more about the situation. Like, uh, I, we heard something being mentioned about a miracle or something. Can you tell us more about that? Why, the divine, the grand miracle is divine will incarnate. It has shown itself in its mysteries, in its ways, and guided us to a greater understanding of the world. Although it acts in its own way, it also, it provides us this grand, it is difficult to describe, but know <laughs> that the miracle is life, and in essence, us. Okay, great. Um, alright, uh, well, what about the monsters that have been coming out, and like, the hunt and stuff like that? What can you tell us about that? Uh, yes, well, for its divine machinations, it does enact a terrible cost. For those whose hearts are weighed with sin, become consumed by it and become beasts. To ensure the safety of uh, the people, 
we have authorized the hunt, a night every year in which, through ritual and prayer, we lure the beast out of men's hearts and destroy them so that they may not trouble us, uh, so that they may trouble us no longer. Wait, you're, you're telling me that you made the monsters out there and that they, they are people? We did not do anything. This is the will of the miracle. Uh, oh, so, uh, real quick, I'm just gonna roll my uh, my reason uh, to find to t- try and understand: is the miracle like a an actual thing, or is it an allegory for a thing? All right, uh, roll your reason. All right, so I got a six. All right, so uh, based on what you know from your life of living in a fairy tale and how this guy is talking. This seems like the miracle is an actual physical thing. Um, What exactly it is, you're not sure, but considering how pervasive and almost somewhat, you know, omnipotent as this guy describes it, it might be a result of that loose border that Josh was talking about. So are we talking something like a, like, like, is this like a narrator? Like, uh, what... Like they have in fairy tale land, or like, because if it's something leaking, like I, I guess as uh, all trying to figure out, is this like a core part of this world, like something that that's that you can't I like see. remove, or is this something that's been added, or something that's like an entity that they can deal with? Um, you'd say that this is probably this feels like it's a core part of the world. If it was something leaking in you feel that they wouldn't have such degree of reverence towards it, nor would they be so intimately familiar with it. Okay, so so the miracle isn't something new that's come in, or some, like, very powerful mage who has, hit, hit, like, created something here. It's something kind of woven into the... the like, if someone were to, to craft a genre spell of this world, the, the miracle would be part of it, effectively. Yes. Okay. Yes. And by this point, like, Wiggles is starting to massage his temples a little bit, like, clearly becoming just overwhelmed with this information, just... So, you say that you take people with sin and they become monsters because of this, like, how bad are the sins that they commit if they have to be turned into, you know, the giant wolf pig things outside? That is for the will of the miracle. I am but a simple man. I cannot I, assume to say it's machinations. Hey, I mean, uh, can we, like, talk to the miracle? Like, maybe there's, like, a miscommunication with the miracle and, like, they don't get what's going on? Uh, when you say, like, a miscommunication of the miracle, you see Father Herman's face, like, contort almost as if you've gravely offended him. And he goes, Uh-oh. this is the miracle's will. I, you cannot simply say that it is wrong. No, 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 it's like, we don't get, like, it's what it's saying, like, it's on us. Like, it wants us to do something, but, like, we don't get it, because, like, we're not from here. So, uh, Estella, I'll say because of the success of your role, you realize where this conversation is going, that, uh, so because you've realized the miracle is a core part of this world, chances are whatever is preventing this night from ending is it. Okay. Yeah, all right. So, um, so, uh, so uh, I still say, I don't think the, if the, the miracle has, has been here for, for a long time and, and you've had hunts before that didn't last forever, right? Yes, that's correct. Right. So, 
that means that there's something else that that come in and changed something, which means all we that, have to do is change it back. Yes, that is why I have attempted to contact you. Right. Finally, someone who understands the gravity of the situation and is not caught up on simple theological matters. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. Um, okay, so I guess that leads to the next question. Have you noticed anything odd happening other than the Eternal Night? Well, let's see. There's... Oh, damn! Those bastards! It must be them! Um... Staffenfield. Staffenfield Academy. It is a institute of higher learning, though that is hard to believe. I remember they had come to us before speaking of something at an investigation into worlds beyond ours that they had seemingly discovered. Preposterous. Heresy. Uh, uh yeah. If anything has caused a problem, it must be them. Yeah, sure. Uh, tell you what, how about we go look into that? Um, do you happen to know where they're located, uh, whatever? They are located near the edge of the city. Uh, were it only the, were it only some other time, getting there would be easy. But at the, during the hunt, obviously the matters are complicated a little bit. Hmm. There are two methods that you could probably use to get to the edge of it. You could either take the streets, though that comes with its own fear of being assaulted by beasts, uh. or there is a passage through the church catacombs that leads into the city's sewer systems. It's... Not exactly a pleasant route, but would keep you from having to deal with the beasts. And how can the beasts above ground? I do not know if any of them have managed to survive in those dark tunnels. So what you're telling us is we either go through the death streets or the death sewers. Yes, this is why I have asked for your assistance in this matter. Uh... We are stretched. We, my, me, and the brothers that I officiate over. We are stretched thin as it is, caring for those that require sanctuary. We cannot afford to lose ourselves to investigate such things. Alright, well, uh, I'm not really into dank sewers, so I, uh, I prefer we go on the streets, but what do you guys think? I'm fine with the streets. Same here. I mean, it feels like we're gonna be fighting monsters regardless. I'd rather not do it when I'm knee-deep in you know, medieval 15th century sewer shit or whatever. Uh, you wanna maybe give us, like, a map or something? Yes. Uh, speak with Brother Sturgis. He'll provide you with directions as necessary. Yeah, okay. Good luck. And may the miracle look over you. And you see that he makes the sign that you saw, uh, that Brother Sturgis was wearing with his hands. All right. I do like the cross thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks probably, uh, actually, Father Yerman does not react to you making the cross. Right. And I give like a thumbs up after. Yeah. So, uh, Estelle will say, all right, I, I have a theory. So, oh? this world was probably constructed to be, you know, self-contained and to not interact, right? Yeah. So, when a bunch of people who either discovered or, or or learned about other worlds tries to tries to to break the rule that that keeps this place intact it breaks the system thus eternal night there's like makes sense to me and that's why this place is leaking aha uh -huh. like its own little complex system and somebody messed it up in a way and now it's broken 
Okay. Well, um, are we still in the office, uh, Harry, or have we left at this point? You guys are sort of out in the, the hallway outside of Father German's office. You're still kind of off to the side of the, like, the main... God, I don't know what you call the atrium of the church, but like the area where the pews are and stuff like that. You're kind of in like a side hallway. Uh huh. All right. The main hall and the rectory. The area between them. Yeah. Okay, so um, my thoughts are we head to the academy, we ask him for some stuff, because if they were able to predict that there are other worlds out there and stuff, they might have a better sense of where to go from here. Yeah, or they might be causing whatever this is in their attempts to escape. Either way, I got a feeling that we're going to make some progress when we head there. Right. All right. That's so good to me. So you guys uh, search out for uh, Brother Sturgis. Uh, he seems to be sort of like checking on people, making sure they're all right when he notices you and says, Ah, so will you help deliver us from this suffering? Yeah. I mean, sure, oh, yeah. Oh, praise the miracle. Uh, is uh, there anything you need from me? A uh, map to the academy. Ah, yes. Um, and you sort of see he runs around, he grabs like a piece of parchment and uh, a pen, and he kind of draw like he doesn't give you a map, but he draws one out, basically. Um, it's fairly easy to find. He says, basically, you basically, if you head down the main thoroughfare and he sort of starts a few things, it's effectively about southwest-ish from where the cathedral is, if his map is anything to go off of. Though, obviously, it doesn't sort of give you a scale of how long it is. Says, uh, according to uh, Brother Sturgis, it shouldn't take more than an hour to get to the academy. Hmm. All right. Anything you can tell us about these beasts? Anything that uh, would help in the killing or avoiding being killed? Uh, well, they are feral. They have lost their ability to think like a man. And as such, they can be easily tricked. They are also very vulnerable to things that cut and rend the flesh. And uh, incense, the incense we burn, is capable of warding them off, though, unless you have something like this. And he sort of gestures to these, like, mass sort of sensors that you kind of see all around the church. At best, it will give you only a bit of breathing room. Um, okay, so incense. All right, I got an idea. Uh, can I borrow one of those? Pulls one out of like a holder. Says, "Uh, yes." Sweet, thanks. Uh, if we get back here, I'll uh, make sure to return it. Okay, I trust your methods. Uh, anything else I can help you with? Um, I think we're pretty good for now. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, the miracle watch over you, and Sergius will lead you guys to the door. Uh, and sort of again undo all the big iron latches, mm. open it up, and uh, once you guys are out. The door immediately slams shut behind you. The locks go on. Um, and then uh, the slot opens up and starts just, just says, good luck, and then slams the shutter back. Nice guy. All right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to take a look at the map that he gave us. So it looks like you can kind of follow the main thoroughfare for a bit of a time. It says then says to take a, a right at a particular street. Um, from there, it, like, so looking at the map, is there anything in particular you want to know, or is it just an abstract, like, I'm looking for direction sort of thing? Um, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna use one of my abilities for this. Um, I am going to summon the Potseer. So, I'm gonna roll, uh, 3d6, and I'm gonna see what I get. Alright. That is an 8 total for me. 
Uh, what's the highest number that you got? Uh, that is a four. All right. Um, so, out of the uh, a, a sudden billow of fog, yep. comes the pot seer. Yeah. Sup, man? How's it going? Is it? Um, uh, it, it's decent. Um, could be better, but could be worse. Uh, listen, Patsia, I have a question that I must ask of you, oh wise one. Yeah, um, sure, man. Let me just take a hit of this. Uh, yeah. First, we need to get to this location, and I gesture to it on the map. Do you know of any troubles thereabouts or anything up ahead? that, uh, you know, like, exact locations of some monsters so that we can get to our destination safely. Oh, man, I, I don't know exact stuff, man, but, oh, shit. See all these houses? Yeah. There's a lot of areas where the beasts are probably gonna ambush you. So, you know, be careful of that. But other than that, shit, man, I don't know. Okay. Um, also, uh, another question. Uh, if I say... The word miracle to you. Um, does that give you any vibes, any ideas that come to mind? Any good vibrations? Whoa, man. What's this religion stuff all of a sudden? You know I don't do that, man. That's not right. good. It's not good. Not good vibes, man. Uh, right, right. Sorry, sorry. Um, okay. Uh, anybody else got any questions for him before, uh, you know, uh, he goes on his way? All right, I'll take the silences. No. Uh, I got one last uh, thing to ask of you, oh great Potsia. And I hold up, uh, I hold up the sensor. Um, would you be so kind as to offer us um, a sample of the herb which grants you insight into the worlds beyond our own? Oh shit, man! You just had to ask. Yo, what's good, homie? Let's smoke up. And you realize that, like, as he's putting it in, he thinks this is some sort of bong. And he's like, oh, shit, where's the water chamber, man? Where do I put it? Where's the bowl? Uh, no no water chamber exactly, but uh, one sec. And so, yeah, I'm going to take a box of, like, uh, silly-looking matches that seem to be, like, rubber matches out of my pocket. And I try to light one, but it just uh, kind of wiggles a bit and just, god damn it. Uh, and then finally it catches flame and I toss it inside. All right. Uh, yeah, this will be good. Um... And yeah, so yeah, it's, I imagine that it's, uh, you know, coming out the top similar to a normal, um, you know, sensor and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, basically. Okay. But certainly, it's like, oh man, that's not going to get you high. That's bad, man. You're wasting good product. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry. It's not for me. Um, the danger's up ahead. I'm thinking, uh, you know, this uh, could uh, ensure that they leave us alone. Ah, tight, man. Tight. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm hungry. I'll catch y'all on the flip side. Oh, um, as payment for your services. And, yeah, I go into my bag, and, yeah, I'm gonna pull out, um, yeah, just a package of Doritos that I always have on hand as payment for his services. Yo! He grabs the Doritos and vanishes in a puff of smoke. Mm-hmm. All right, All you, right. Have a, uh, you have a weed sensor. Chris, yep. you have gained insight. Mm. <laughs> you have gained a point of insight. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So, are the fumes uh affecting me in that way at all, Harry? Or no, no. Like it, it mostly just smells a lot like weed. Any yeah. big, scary thing that might be on walls. Hmm. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, I mean, not the best type of help I say to everybody, but better than nothing. 
So. Hey, I like him. He's cool. He's a good guy. All right. <sighs> Off we go. All right. So you follow the map uh, down the main thoroughfare that you were before, before sort of taking a right into uh, sort of a more, again, an area where there's like a very narrow streets. And uh, going off of what the pot seeker says, you're a bit more aware of your surroundings, considering that uh, you realize that all these tight alleyways and high buildings, if these things can climb, would be ideal vantage points to try and, you know, ambush you somehow. As you're sort of slowly sneaking, as you're kind of moving through the uh, the back streets, as it were, you start to hear that, uh, you hear a familiar sound. The sound of someone in a great deal of struggle and the sound of flesh being rent as if under a blade. Ew. Uh, okay. Um... And yeah, so I'm just going to whisper to everybody. So what's the plan? Do we uh, step in, see if somebody's in trouble, or do we stick to the mission? Yeah, we, we, we gotta go it's take a, a look, come on. Yeah, yeah, alright. Alright, so you duck into the alleyway where you hear the sound, and you see uh, Noir, the hunter you saw before, uh, again, seemingly standing over uh, the person-shaped pile, sort of just hacking and slashing at it with this giant butcher's cleaver over and over again. Uh, hey, uh, Noir? Noir? With that, Noir kind of, like, plants the cleaver into um, the pile. But as he pulls it back, uh, you see that it's caught on a material. And as uh, pull he pulls it back, you see the white uh, cloak with white stripes on it. And you just hear Noir go, The blood, it um, seems to me. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, and with that... That's the noof. And with that... He sort of slowly turns towards you, Wiggles, and goes, Yes, that smell, that intoxicating smell. I just look at the sensor and, I mean, hey, I'm not going to judge if you're into this stuff, but, uh, look, maybe you could, tell you what, if you want to hit, I'm I'm figuring that it'll uh, help you maybe relax a bit. I uh, don't think he's talking about the sensor. And uh, as you've turned and as uh, sort of Noir begins to slowly approach Wiggles, is Cleaver dripping blood as he kind of drags it behind him? All right, I would have cast a spell. All right. Let's generate some letters. Uh, for the sake of the listeners, please read out which letters that you draw, just so will, that that way. Will do. Uh, gen- roll and generate letters. Wait. Uh, put in the number of D6s you would roll. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I'm going to use Daring, since I'm trying to be brave. Three sixes. All right, here, I rolled a one, four, four, and nine. One and a four and a four for nine total. So, I-O-E-E-E-O-C-R-N. Aye. Aye, corn. Yeah. It's <laughs> a whole lot of corn. Hmm. Uh, ooh, corn. <laughs> Like you could do ooh in a spooky manner. Ooh, corn. You're gonna, gonna yeah. try and scare this guy? Make scary corn. Scary corn. Uh, I'm trying to make two words. I have nice. There's, nice there's, corn. I can't do nice corn, unfortunately. Yeah, you've only one head. Yeah. That's a real nice corn. Ooh, there. nice. 
<laughs> oh man! Yeah, there's no no word you can really spell with just R O. I could make a nice row like nice fish. Um, you bring out yeah. some caviar. You know what? I'm just gonna do corn. Um, so how uh, is corn daring, Joey? <laughs> uh, if it's popcorn. <laughs> If it's popcorn that's exploding, it's pretty daring. Uh, and I think that the the, uh, the daring part of it is I'm running up towards him to defend You're running everyone. up and you're like, you're gonna thrust it as if you're summoning a sword and it's just a corn on the cob? No, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna run up. Um, uh, I think I think what, what uh, I've, I've been thinking about it, and I think Morgan's thing is that the word appears on her hand and then she presses her hand onto it. Mm -hmm. um, almost like the alchemist style. So she's going to uh, speak the word into her hand, um, and then press her hand on the ground, and, uh, from the point at which she presses her hand down, uh, rows of corn begin to appear between her and, uh, and Noir to, so, to, to actually slow him down, and then I'm like, alright, I think we, uh, I think we gotta get out of here. Oh, the law of equivalent corn exchange. <laughs> um... Alright, so, but yes, uh, turns out a field of corn basically showing up in the middle of an alleyway does kind of slow Noir down a bit. If nothing else, he's confused as hell. <laughs> um, hold on, let's, uh, let's, uh, is going to try and cast a daring spell, I believe. Alright. Uh, alright, so I rolled, uh, 46. I did not roll well. I only got nine letters. Okay. I got a T, an R, an O, an A, an A, an E, a K, a U, and a T. So. Trout. Kraut. Corn and kraut. What about, um, how many T's do you have there? Two. You could do trout. <laughs> We're just gonna attack the most with daring of fish. <laughs> yeah. Look, he wants to eat something, we'll give him something! Mmm. As you basically throw, like, staple diets of the American Midwest at him. Trout's full of blood. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. K-A-R-A-T-E. Karate. Nice! <laughs> <laughs> Much more daring. Yes, I like it. I cast karate. <laughs> yes! Okay, so now what does karate do? Yes, what does karate do? <laughs> um so i i think uh so estelle has a, a has a few spells that basically just enhance her ability to do things and i think this is one of them so i think it's uh and uh i think I, we established that that um that her her method is that she like writes the letters into the air uh, so she's gonna write karate into the air, slap it down on her arm, and then just and deal a mighty karate chop to like the side of his neck to to knock him out. All right. So yeah. Um, so <laughs> how coming this... out of the corn? Yeah. No. So how I'm imagining this is that uh, Noir is like hacking his way through the corn with this bloody cleaver. He finally manages to break through, steps forward, and then Estelle basically karate chops him in the neck, and he goes down like a sack of potatoes. Yeah. Incredible. Should I make this a permanent spell? What's that it's, spell? It's, it's karate! <laughs> honestly, it sounds like a very useful spell. Yeah, karate. Karate, karate is now a new spell. 
Good. Uh. All right. So um, you do manage to basically knock Noir out. Uh, like he's he's down for the count, and it's very clear that he's probably not getting up again. Uh, this does give you a bit of a moment to breathe, uh, and then all of a sudden his body starts twitching. Oh no! Uh oh. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, I'm gonna start slowly backing away. And slowly but surely, his body parts begin contracting, like fingers balling into fists, arms brought into the body, before suddenly lashing outward, and uh, like basically something begins pushing against the skin, uh, almost as if it's trying to get out from inside of him. Okay, he's getting miracled! Come on! Uh, Estelle's gonna take his cleaver. All right, you now have Hunter's Cleaver. Yep, I'm adding it to my list. It is a strength scaling weapon with a strength stat of B. Uh, you need a strength <laughs> spell skill of at least 12 to wield it. <laughs> All right, uh, so you guys are getting out of there. How? Um, <laughs> does anyone have a vehicle-based thing? Um, I have Send Rhino. All right, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Uh, do, do you want me to do that? It's only a two two point spell. It's not necessarily going to end end great. So, if, if someone I has mean, something better, I could roll for focus to try and get out of here. Don't you have like a car or something, Wiggles? Um, I mean that was my old spell that I had. Uh, the uh, thing that I have now is Treat Road. But the thing is, if I create a road, he could still follow us on it. So I'm gonna roll for focus, and I'm gonna see what happens. So, right. uh, <laughs> wait. So we were talking about spell styles. Does Wiggles have to like blow into a balloon and like make the word out of balloons? <laughs> okay. So, um, I am. No, gonna... he pulls them out like one of those infinite handkerchiefs. Oh, love that. So for everybody listening, the letters I have, uh, I got eleven total. So I'll list them off. That is an E, a Q, an O an A, an R, an H, an E, an I, an A, a P, and a second H. Hmm. Um. Oh yeah, I will start the uh, the time. The first ones are kind of quick, but I will be starting the one minute timer for sure. all subsequent ones. He, I see here. I see... Can't really use the Q without a U. I kind of want to use that PH in something. Is there anything we can do with that? Um... I see hair. I see rope. Harp? Okay. Um. Hmm. Oh, uh, what if I summon a giant harp to try and soothe the beast with focus? Uh, 30 seconds. Uh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Mm. Um. I mean, if you want to go in the opposite direction, you could try reap. Ooh. Uh, 15 seconds. Okay, um, I am going to go with, uh, Reap, and I am going to summon, uh, the Clown Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Dog. because, um, in spirit of my favorite spell from before, Death Barrel, uh, I am going to summon the Caretaker of the Death Barrel directly. So I'm going to clap my hands together, and uh, focusing on him, I'm going to begin enchanting in a guttural circus tongue as a black portal opens up behind me, and as if from a great distance you can hear... (laughs) 
And um, yeah, um, sort of floating forward, um, but uh, yeah, with a pair of massively glo- like gloved hands stained black from time, and like a massive uh, sort of yeah, a scythe that is actually made out of multiple balloons tied together, uh, similar to Estelle's balloon sword, but instead forming a giant scythe. Um, yeah, so uh, the Grim Reaper is going to stride out of the portal, and the only thing that you see under his hood is a giant bulbous red nose. All right. Uh, so, did you guys? So you, so you guys are still close enough to Noir to see the end of this transformation, mm. as one of the creatures you saw before literally tears itself out of his body uh-huh. and lets out this massive howl. That just sort of like it feels almost like nails on a chalkboard to you guys. Uh, at which point, the clown reaper walks up and touches uh, this creature, and it just drops dead. Yeah, um, it the, it just raises its arm, uh, slowly advances forward, and as it touches the creature on the forehead, all you he- guys hear is just a, <laughs> and then the creature drops dead. <laughs> Yo, Wiggle, that's fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Do not ask for whom the clown honks, it honks for thee. Mm. (laughs) Wiggle's just looking at me. Wiggle's looking at me. Get that thing out of here. Okay, um, uh, and so there are no others who deserve to die here today, oh great clown reaper. And, uh, yeah, the reaper turns and seems to regard all four of us here before slowly inclining its head and just simply says honk and then disappears in a gust of wind as the chimes fade away alright well the good news is uh, never do that again I am adding reap to my list of spells (laughs) I love this game Oh no! <laughs> All right. Well, the good news is Noir. The thing that was Noir is dead. Uh, the bad news is you start hearing like moral howls on in the distance, and you don't know if what Noir just did was like a rallying cry or something. Either way, uh, it seems like every beast in the city knows you're here. Well, so you're uh, probably gonna need to get out of here real quick. No time like the present. Come on, let's move. All right, I'm going to try to use style to create some sort of conveyance method. Ha-cha-cha-cha-cha. Ha-cha-cha-cha. Give him the old razzle-dazzle. All right, feel free to start the timer. Here are my letters. Uh, for the recording, the letters are... R F I H R A S N V. S-A-E-O. Alright, your minute starts now. Okay, so no, there's no car. Um, fave, ray, no. Oh, I don't have fam. Um, I don't. Have no car, but we do have van. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but what else could you make that van? Yeah, that's, that's all I need to know. Van is on the table, but V-A-N... Uh, you can use the spell tile generator to type out uh, letters, and they will automatically pull from the pool, just an FYI. Ah. Mm. Uh, 30 seconds. Okay. 20 seconds. Fire van. Fire Ooh. van! <laughs> <laughs> All right.
So, at, at this point, um, uh, <laughs> uh, Morgan uh, uh, speaks fire and then Van into each of her hands. And then she slaps them together and begins rubbing them really hard until you can start seeing smoke coming from her hands. Then you hear like an engine ignition noise? Yeah, well, and then she, you see her her hand, she put, sticks her arms out and she, she places her hands at 10 and 2. And then she jumps up into the air. <laughs> Um, and underneath her, a seat materializes, and slowly all around her, in the in a burst of light and heat, um, there is now a uh, large panel van with, on the side, the most fucking heavy metal shit you've ever seen. And you know what it is? It's the fucking clown reaper killing that monster! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah! Oh. It's just this sick 80s painting of the Cloud Reaper literally tearing the soul out of that monster with its hand. Mm. Um, and flames everywhere. Yeah, um, and, and, uh, she... the word, and the word honk in burning gothic letters. Yeah, in burning gothic red letters, and with that, you just hear, like, her hit the, the accelerator a couple of times, and... And, like, the exhaust, out of the exhaust pipes, fire shoot out the back. And, and she sticks her head and says, Get in! I mean, I'm gonna pile in. Yep. All right. So, uh, you get into this uh, bitchin' ass van and tear ass down the street. It's a lot more difficult than you'd expect because these are clearly like roads built for what you'd assume are carriages, so they're very narrow. Uh, but it does mean that you're keeping pretty good pace towards Stanfield Academy. You should be there, Stanfield Academy. However, um, whatever these beasts are, are fast. They're not like they're key. They're not like gaining on you, but they are keeping track. And you know that if you have to take a lot of these tight corners, um, they will probably start catching up to you. So you're gonna need to are, find. Are they some like way to running on the rooftops and, and shit? Yes, like you know that scene in the Mummy Two with uh, the like the mummies running along like the sides of uh, buildings and on rooftops and shit. Basically that. Okay, so yeah, they're like crawling across the walls. They're like. Some of them were on roofs already, so they're like looking down at us and like becoming alert because let's be honest, this thing's not subtle. Yes. Okay. So the good news is they're not gaining on you, but you are gonna need to find some way to slow them down if you want to lose them. All right. Uh, so Morgan is gonna look, look to left and say, "Hey, yeah, somebody deal with these things. I, uh, I gotta make, I gotta keep this thing straight." Uh, okay. Uh, anybody got any ideas? So some of them are chasing us on the ground, right? Yes. Okay, well, I, I will cast Stend Rhino at one of them. <laughs> I can cast a spell using Calm. <laughs> I, will, I would love to see this. Uh, so I got a five on, on uh, to send a Rhino. Um, well, I'm just going to roll to see what the result is. Uh, yeah, so one of them, so as Morgan is taking like a really sharp turn, she's got to slow down to avoid crashing. And one of them gets really close to the back of the doors of the van, which all of a sudden fly open as a rhino just gores one of these things and takes off down the street with it fading into darkness. You've still got one more chasing you on the ground, and then after that, uh, it looks like the buildings are starting to clear up. So as long as you can get rid of that one, you should be good as the other ones are going to run out of room to run pretty quickly. All right, Polly's concentrating. So calm, uh, I have three... So generating 3d6 tiles. Uh, very nice. I got 12. So uh, for the listeners, the letters are Y, T, G, H, O, L, G, F, A, I, 
see. And that's it. I think that's right. Alright. And what stat are you using as the base for this? Calm? Calm. Yeah. Okay. Alright. Uh, your timer starts now. Okay. Uh, Jonathan, did we lose you? Well, no, I'm still here. Okay. I'm thinking. I'm thinking, yeah, there's not a lot of vowels here, so I'm going to have to be careful. Alright. Uh, 30 seconds. Uh, you do have Y-O-G-A, right? Y-O-G-A. Yep, I do. I mean, if you want to calm down, maybe do some yoga. <laughs> some mouser, some mouser size level shit. 15 seconds. Oh, man. Um, okay, you know what? I also have day. Uh, hmm. uh, your time is up. I will need okay. an answer. Yep, yoga it is. Okay, so uh, Polly is going to creak open the door of one of the vans and uh, take a pose uh, and this like beast or whatever that's chasing her or you know what actually Polly's going to do the downward dog pose <laughs> and then as this beast is, like hits the ground on all fours and is ready to go Polly will suddenly drop down to the ground and this beast is compelled to follow the same yoga pose as Polly and just lays down <laughs> Yeah, uh, deep breaths, everyone. Boom. <laughs> All right, and uh, yeah, with it uh, stuck, learning how to find Alina's chakras, you have managed to get out of this what you assume is the city itself, and are starting to head through sort of like, uh, like sort of rolling hills, faintly illuminated by the moon. Uh, and with that, the other beasts seem to uh, give up the chase, as it were, as you're now a bit too far gone outside of the hunting grounds. Woo! Hawk, hawk. <laughs> and you at hawking the horn, it's actually the, the hawk sound the Grim Reaper makes. And you can see, <laughs> like, you can see, you see the group that Morgan is clearly terrified of having done it, and she ah. slowly moves back onto the wheel and 10 and 2, and she just <clears> silently <throat> sits there with her, her shoulders up. And I, yeah, I just uh, put a hand on her shoulder. Don't worry, you only honked it twice. It's when you honk it three times that you have to worry. All right. Uh, so, an hour and a half walk now in a van. You get to, you pretty much come up to the uh, the building of what Stanfield Academy pretty quickly. Um, however, when you get up to there, it looks really weird. Like, the gate is old and decrepit and rusted out. Um, and pulling up to the front, the, the grounds in particular, although are still kind of, kind of well-kept, like, there's very clearly build-up of, like, leaves and other sort of stuff, as if people haven't been here for a long time. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. I guess we should go and check it out. I mean, nothing else to do. As you all exit the van, the van then bursts into flames and disappears from this mortal coil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh <laughs> um, Morgan turns and goes close to it, bends down in, in an almost like a pre-life sense and says, fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's getting the walks back. Alright. So, heading into Staffenfield Academy, it's really odd. Like, the way that Father uh, Yermond was talking about it seemed to indicate that they were doing stuff very recently. But when you come in, there's like a thing, like, it looks like this place smells musty and old. Like, there's dust covering a lot of stuff. Uh, there's, like, papers that are rotting uh, out of books. It almost looks like nobody's been here for decades. Hmm. I Great. don't think that father guy was exactly on the level. I mean, 
you never know, maybe if we take a closer look, there might be people hiding out here or something. I mean, right. the time, uh, if it's been stopped at night at this night for a long time, perhaps uh, the this area's, you know, because it's leaking out, maybe it's not synced with the rest of the world. Uh, well, either way, I'm gonna go in there and ask some questions. And uh, Morgan, if you'll pull out her shotgun and begin walking towards the thing. Alright. So, um, walking into the building, I've sort of described the moonlight at your backs. Um, you suddenly realize, shit, you're on like an entire college camp. You're basically on like a, a college campus of sorts. So, where the hell do you guys... So, where the hell should we start looking? Library. I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, uh, finding sort of on the wall, this uh, a map, you wipe away the dust, and you look for where the library is. And luckily, it doesn't actually look like it's too far away. So, uh, I'm assuming you guys head to the library? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So, entering into the library... It's this, uh, you basically head what you assume to be is south going towards you, uh, to the library. And as you enter into it, you enter into what probably back in the day would have been this, like, you know, grand, massive university library. Only now it sort of has been rusted and, like, it's fallen apart. The, the books are rotting off of the shelves. Dust, again, covers everything. Some of the shelves have even collapsed just due to central disrepair. But you notice that there is um, a body in the library, sort of like locked over onto one of the desks. And as you go forward, you see the the moon shining through uh, these like wonderfully large windows that were, uh, you assume, back again in the day, were meant to illuminate the uh, like you know the the whole place up during the day. Okay. Sidebar. Alright, what's I'm, our play here? Uh, that is a good question. Anybody got any ideas? Uh, look for books, uh, with, under the title N, or with the, or authors starting with the letter A. Fair Be enough. careful. Alright. Yep. Uh... And also, don't go too far, cause, I mean, we've seen some spooky shit in this world already. I don't like the idea of walking around on our own in an abandoned library. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So I guess we'll split up, but like within sight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the library is pretty big, so you can still see each other from like uh, it's sort of like two floors with uh, the second floor more or less just consisting of a balcony. So you could see each other reasonably well from the balcony and from the ground floor. Mm. Polly also has a spell that she's going to cast um, called Shiny Mode, mm. and she's just going to. Uh, emit a very bright light so she's very visible and also throw lights. It's nighttime. It's dark out. Hmm. Alright. Well, with uh, the place lit up, it's now a bit less spooky. So, how how is the or- the the library organized? Like, is this a Dewey Decimal situation or are they organized by title or by author name? It seems to be, but from the books you can find that aren't completely rotten out, it seems to be organized by author name. Uh, last name, first name sort of situation. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I will have uh, everyone give me a relative impulse roll to see what they can figure out from the library. Okay. Um, I'm going to roll with uh, focus to buckle down and just begin pouring through the different books and seeing if I can find anything. 
Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'll probably roll reason. I'm gonna All use right. force. <laughs> I'm gonna start um, knocking. I, I'm gonna just literally be like, see, uh, going through them like, not the right one, throw it. Not the right one, throw it. Not the right one, throw it. <laughs> Polly's gonna roll with feeling and ask herself the question: If I was someone who wanted to store a very important book somewhere, where would I put it? Hmm. All right, I got a five. I got a six. I got an eight. Uh, sorry, Jonathan, it's, uh, highest number on a die. Oh, sorry, five. I got a six. Okay. Um, so, between, so, Wiggles sort of, uh, okay, let me think. So it was, Wiggles, you were doing with focus. Estella, what were you doing with again? Reason. Reason, okay. So, um, Estella and Polly, you kind of fathom onto the same sort of line of thought, which is... Okay, if someone wants to find, like, research that was considered her- that the father referred to as heresy, they'd mm. want to keep it very well hidden, and they wouldn't just leave it on the shelves somewhere. So yeah. it's probably somewhere out of the way, something that, like, isn't necessarily, um, like, out in the open. Um, Morgan, Collection. for uh, your uh, part, as you're just pulling books out, looking at it and flipping them onto the ground, you grab onto one of them and find, hey, it's, it's not coming out. Uh, okay, I will kind of pull down on it as if you, it's like a... Uh, you know, I'll just yank it, like it's... Assuming it's some sort of mechanism. Yeah, uh, pulling on it, it slides outward kind of like a lever and you hear a click... And all of a sudden, you hear the sound of a latch releasing, and the shelf you're in front of kind of pops open a little bit. Hey, I got it. Oh, nice. All right. So Morgan goes to the left of the on the left side of the uh, uh, bookshelf, and then just kicks it as hard as she can to try to open it. Yeah, it uh, it swings open. Uh, you actually kick it a little too hard, and it kind of like slams into the shelf beside it and kind of crumbles a little bit. Eh. She, she needs to hold her shotgun in both hands, so. Ah. can't so she has to use her feet so yeah uh as you got so uh as you so put looking forward um i'm assuming shining polly down you see that there's a stairwell that sort of leads down into uh the underground what you assume Mm. all right let's get down there she she would cock the shotgun but Everyone mm. knows that it would just waste around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've had one in the chamber this whole time. You know what? She she cocks it and grabs the shell out of the air. And then loads and then it puts, back. Loads it back in. Yep. And then uh, starts walking. She's going to take point in and start going down. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go along with. Mm-hmm. So you slowly creep down into the thing. You probably, like, you definitely feel like you're going underneath the university. And then all of a sudden you come into uh, like an opening or a clearing. It looks to be uh, like an old lab that maybe have gotten built over at some point in time that someone managed to find. And inside you see uh, a bunch of stuff that looks like very rudimentary magic stuff. So the magic that you guys use, you've obviously kind of learned through like theory and practice. This looks like someone was trying to do that without having, like, learned the fundamentals. Hmm. This is bad. Hmm. But looking around, you realize that this room, actually, is not, uh, like, aged and decrepit. This room looks actually very, almost, basically, by comparison, almost new, more or less. Hmm. 
Um, I take a look around. Um, are there like tables in here, desks, anything like that? Uh, yeah, there's tables with sort of like what look to be small summoning circles on them. Um, there's a bunch of sort of various reagents that are like, you know, in beakers and stuff like that. There also is like uh, a book on the table that uh, doesn't have any sort of like name or author on it. Um, okay, is there anything else to indicate if somebody was here recently, like plates of food that haven't spoiled or mugs of, uh, you know, something like coffee or tea that are still hot? No, nothing like that. Hmm, okay. Well, um, I'm gonna head over and it- are there any books that are still open? Um, there isn't. The only one that you can kind of find is, again, that, uh, unmarked tome that I mentioned earlier. Alright, so I'm gonna take a look, and when you say unmarked, there's nothing on the cover to indicate what it's about? Yeah, it's- it's like, a like a notebook, almost, sort of thing. Ah, okay. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna open it up. So, flipping through, it looks like uh, an experimental journal. Uh, so, as you do it, you see that someone's clearly trying, like, with little notes about, like, oh, this creates this effect and these sort of things. But as you start flipping through it, you suddenly come to the, like, the writings become more and more frantic and hectic. Yeah. And by the time you start getting to, like, the, the middle of the book, it's just entirely covered in the moon, 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 the moon. And then the rest of the book is blank. At this point, all of you realize something. When you came into the university, the moon was behind you. You went south to the library, went into the library, and then the moon was behind a windows to the south. Guys? Is so, moon evil? You hear a I... rumbling. <laughs> oh, no. Um, uh, I'm going to quickly look around to see if there's anything in here that's usable otherwise. Like, Not hmm. that you can tell. Whatever this person was doing, um, it doesn't look like they left behind any reagents before something happened to them. Huh. All right. Uh, we're going to go, I guess, up. All right. You come back up into the library and, huh, did the moon just get closer? Is the moon continuing to get closer? The moon is continuing to get closer. Well, I think we have an idea of uh, what to do. Uh, Show of hands uh, to vote for blow out the moon. Raise his hand. Raise his hand. Or stop the moon. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Alright, we're blowing up the moon. <laughs> this is the point where I wish I could do musical cues so I could have like a Dark Souls boss theme and like a, ho- a health bar pop up at the bottom that just says the moon. <laughs> okay, uh, everybody out. We're not going to be stuck in here when this thing comes down on us. Alright, so you managed to head back out into the university. Uh, uh, the moon is not, thank God, is not moon sized, fortunately. But it's about as big as the college campus was, so it's still pretty freaking big. It's not Majora's Mask Moon Collision, but this thing is hmm. still big and getting closer. Okay, uh, anybody got any ideas? Uh, maybe a combination spell or something? Morgan starts firing her shotgun at the moon. <laughs> um, I kind of hit the lunar yeah. surface, and there, uh, suddenly this deep bellowing roar comes out of the moon. <laughs> And uh, it's going to roll an attack against you, Morgan. What? Oh no. Uh oh. 
I like it. Uh, John, uh, defenders roll first, right? Because sixes can remove uh, dice from the pool. Yep. All right, so uh, Morgan, roll. Okay. I will defend with uh, fours. Okay, uh, so the moon is going to roll. Uh, I got uh, a six. Okay. I uh, got one six, one, f- one, and two fours. All right. Well, the moon also rolled a six. So defender wins ties, I believe. Right, John? I think so. I I could double check for you, though. Well, what's All the right. second? What's the next die? Oh, uh, I think it was a four as well. So, yeah. So that's a tie. Um, sorry, I'm trying to find uh, the rule for combat. You know what? Just to uh, speed things up, I'm going to say that the defender does win ties, with yep. ties being broken by the next line of ties. So, Fair uh, enough. all right. So, Morgan, all of a sudden, you get the most like the most painful headache you have ever had in your life, as you effectively get what you can only describe with almost filled with rage. Luckily, this is not the first time you've dealt with an extra-dimensional entity, so this is not your first rodeo, and it underestimated how well you can effectively resist such things. But forcing it out was, oh boy, that sucked a whole lot. Ah, blood. Happy place, happy place. Dinosaurs. Shotgun. T-Rex. We got you with a bigger gun. The moon continues to draw closer. Okay. Um, I mean... Normally, I don't think we should use this unless we don't have any other choice, but I'm thinking that maybe a combination spell between the four of us is our best option. Sounds good to me. Yep. All right. Everybody join hands. All right. Uh, so who wants to start us off for the combination? I Someone explain to me how this works. We each do a word, and then oh, we okay. add all the words together into a phrase. Nice. Yeah. Yes, so, I love it. Yeah. I will start us off because um, I was the one who basically made the suggestion, so I think, you know, Wiggles has kind of taken initiative. I think Wiggles right. should start it, and I think um, Polly should end it, personally. Sounds good. Okay, so, um, all right, so. Uh, John, do you want to go first, or do you want to go second or third? I'll go third. All right, I am rolling first with focus. This is 46. Okay, I got 13 tiles, so I'm going to read them out. S, G, a second S, R, E, A, another E, D, another A, I, a third E, an R, and a W. Boy. Um, okay, so... <laughs> Regards! I, I see war. I see ward. I see gears. Ooh, ward is a pretty good one. Yeah, For that this- is a pretty good one. Draw. Oh, you don't have an N. You could do warding if you had an N. There, raid, read. Oh, timer, right. Uh, timer starts now. Two S's. I you also. Have, you have degree. Yeah, I also see rage. Yeah, rage. Um. I uh, seed. Mm. Seedier. Um, swear. <laughs> um. Grease. <laughs> Grease. <laughs> um. I mean, I think Ward is the best option for this scenario, but I kind of want to do Grease just as <laughs> Hey, go ahead, man. Um, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, let's uh, let's go for Max Hilarity. I'm going to pick Grease. 
All right. So our okay. First uh, I'm gonna use feeling. I rolled 17 tiles. Oh my god. Yep. And my letters are L A L S R I A O V G E I A I W T and N. I see love. Grease love. Please oh. no. Oh. I see twin. Remember, um, do we agree that the words had to be in order that they were put up, or is it more of a you can rearrange them afterwards? No, they have to be in order. Okay. I I see violator. <laughs> oh! Oh Absolutely no! Not. No, we are not doing grease violator as the first words in the sentence. Uh, uh volatile. Uh, sure. gate. Gate. Oh, if we had a Y, I could do gateway. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'll get get W A Y. Uh, twin. I I could do yeah. twin gate. <laughs> Grease twin gate. Uh, do do you have two T's in there? Oh, you're wrong. Yeah, you're right. I don't. Uh, Fifteen seconds. Me- what about wind gate? Tower. <laughs> yeah, tower? you know what? That's it. <laughs> no towers. Grease tower. Grease towers. So my word is towers. Oh no, this is just the end of uh, Majora's Mask, but with giant pillars of grease. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna roll with grit. Um, I got 14 letters. My letters are B E A A O U E N E F T J G I. I see wow. beef. <laughs> no, I'm not using beef. A lot, of, a lot of vowels you got there. Yeah, it's Sorry, a lot of vowels. Did you, did you have to say out all the letters? Uh, Grease Towers Beat. Grease Towers... Uh, Benefit? Yeah. Whoa. Uh, oh, Begone. Begot. Begot. Beget. Toga. Beget is a pretty good one. Sure. Gunboat. <laughs> oh! All right. Well, Green <laughs> Tower's gunboat. Oh God! <laughs> Imagine like the smokestacks, but the Green Tower. <laughs> we did ask for a bigger gun. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I, I mean, uh. Well, is, it, is that is that what you is that it your final answer? I feel. I, I think gunboat's the best I can do here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like. All right, we're going with gunboat. I think we're going with gunboat. All right, that's incredible. All right, and to tie it all together, uh, Polly is gonna roll with hope. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, so that's forty-six. Right, tiles, 14 interesting ones in here so X U V E N N A W E D N L U and Y Do you want to post that in the Discord? Yeah. Oh yes Oh sorry, I didn't realize we've been doing that I just had a little notepad open separately <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it all individually Yeah, then you're, you're a real trooper <laughs> um, oh my god. Hmm. Let's see. I want 
lead. Yeah, we do have lead. We have ween. Really want to use that X for something. Yeah. Yeah. Vex. Yeah, we got Vex. We got. Hmm. Annex. <laughs> you make the moon a part of this world. <laughs> I mean, that would work on its own, but as part of Grease Tower's gunboat. <laughs> Ween. Weedy. Okay. 30 seconds. Annexed. Okay. Annexed. <laughs> Gunboat axe. Duel. Axe. Duel! Deluxe. <laughs> Deluxe! <laughs> Beautiful! They did That's it! That's it! That's it! <laughs> That's fucking genius. That's it. That's the word. Alright. Grace Towers Gunboat Deluxe. <laughs> <laughs> the most powerful weapon known to man or bear kind. <laughs> I, I, I need to ask, I need to ask, can we save group spells? No. Oh, I don't think so. Oh. They're too special. Yeah. They're too powerful. Yeah. Alright. So, the moon draws closer. As you guys concentrate on this spell, suddenly a tower of grease emerges from the area that you are basically um, casting it in, launching itself towards the moon with unfathomable amounts of pressure. Suddenly, as if surfacing like a shark, a gunboat pops out of the grease tower and begins riding it up towards the moon. <laughs> and then, as it starts firing, more and more guns start unfolding out of the gunboat. Truly, this is a deluxe gunboat. <laughs> It's also gold-plated and gilded. Yeah. <laughs> As it unfurls, like, missile launchers, uh, like, close-range, uh, you know, 30-millimeter cannons, torpedoes, somehow! And it launches everything it's got at the moon. Finally, in one dashing attempt to stop it, it manages to start just plinking away at this thing. It starts cutting this moon down to size at this sheer armada. And finally, as a last-ditch effort, it rides the Tower of Greece all the way to the moon and slams into it at high speeds, causing a massive explosion. The moon... Scut we scuttled the gunboat into the moon. <laughs> I'm so... You just, like, turned to Morgan and she's just, like, saluting. <laughs> and, like, a single tear rolling down her face. It's just, just so beautiful. Oh, say, can you see? <laughs> and with that, at first, the smoke clears and the grease, well, greases everything up. And at first, it looks like nothing's happened, but then suddenly you see this crack start to form in the surface of the moon that spreads all the way, and it cracks in half like an egg to reveal this large... Oh, you're not even sure how to describe it. Almost as if you took earth, like a pile of earthworms and sort of crammed them together into like a congealed mass Ew. that falls to the ground. And this seems to be the brain of that moon. And it looks like even in this probably very vulnerable form, it seems to be rearing up for a fight. Alright, well, let's take it down. Wow. The Grease Tower's gunboat deluxe wasn't enough? Gross. And uh, it is going to end. Um, the moon's core is going to attempt to cast a spell. Oh no! Uh oh. Uh, roll 5d6. 
five, so it rolls five dice. All right, the letters are K V M E S D A L I G R G J L T T L. Uh, do you want one of us to start the timer? Yes, if you wouldn't mind. I've got litigate. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, you could also do tailgate. <laughs> uh, Just for a grand old time, you know? Oh god, if it does litigate, then, like, it somehow files a lawsuit with our agency, and suddenly the entire job is put on hold as the lawyers that we have on staff, you know, have to reason with this thing? <clears throat> Just saying, I was minding my own business in the sky. Hmm. Alright, uh, so it is going to go with Grill. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Nice and simple. As, yep, nice and simple. Uh, as suddenly, uh, that same low bellowing roar uh, shoots out across all of... Uh, shoots out, and all of you suddenly feel like you're being pressed into, like, hot irons. Ah! Ah! Ow! 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 Ah, oh, shit. Ouch! Um, okay. Uh, it's, uh, it's on us now, huh? Anybody yep. have, like, a... Uh want to roll something to, to stop the fire? I could summon the Clown Reaper again if we need to. No, no. You're not entirely sure if the Crown, the Clown Reaper would be able to deal with this thing. You're not sure it has a soul. I don't know what you're talking about. The Clown Reaper is all powerful. Alright. Um... Uh, about the move, but but I could get rid of the, the pain. Yes, please. All right, uh, Polly is going to cast a counter charm using Calm. All right, that's three, D6, nine total. And the letters are E, P, N, K, A, V, A, X, M. Oh, good to know. Uh, yeah, let me know when the mm. timer started. Uh, your timer will start now. Okay. Ooh, this is a tough one. Mm-hmm. Make. <laughs> got make, we've got peak max. <laughs> well, I'll just come jacked as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Peak no, max of what? No. Only Polly becomes jacked as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just this m- massive ripped body made entirely out of fabric and plush and a tiny little teddy bear head on top. <laughs> I will end the pain by becoming pain incarnate. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I could also do vamp in that same vein. Uh, Fifteen seconds. Okay. <laughs> vape. Uh, vape. No. I mean, we've got the gas, right? Uh, all right. Uh, I'm gonna say your time is up. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm. I'm not doing max vape as. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but, no! but we have the pot from the pot wizard. Oh, you're right. I forgot. Oh my oh, god. And it's a, it's a painkiller. Of Our course. That's <laughs> vape it is. Oh, what All right. So, uh, I'm assuming Polly grabs the sensor, so, takes hey, just you... a, a rip of that, and then lets out the so, fattest cloud any of y'all have ever seen. And while dabbing. <laughs> It's a, like beautiful. We, it's like cloud. a solid, a like a solid twelve second inhale as we all watch. 
<laughs> the oh. fattest sensor rip of all time <laughs> in any known universe. <laughs> if only there was, like, somebody from the church here to witness this miracle and you could become the patron saint of babes. A sound oh. as if thousands of voices cried out, That's sick as fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is the status of this miracle? It is sick, my liege. <laughs> yeah. The pot wizard is just chilling on a beanbag chair somewhere, and he's just suddenly sitting up, and I am missing out on something incredible right now. Just weeping openly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh. All right. That's so, yeah, uh, y'all are feeling pretty good now. Oh. Let this creative juices flow, dudes. We're all on fire, oh. but we're like, yeah, you know what? It's just like life is transitory. It's like all just a state of being, my dude. <laughs> the just pain like the is fire. We all evaporate away. <laughs> pain is temporary, you know? Like your body's just a bunch of particles. Seeing well, its assault in the end. Seeing its assault being effectively nullified by this sick ass vape cloud, that deep <laughs> bellowing roar comes out again. Um Morgan is way too, like, most of her stuff is, like, daring and, and forced, so I don't think she can do anything right now, because she's too busy being high, but I, I hand this off to someone else. Go ahead. Whoa. Uh, hey, uh, Estelle, how, what are you thinking? How, how are you feeling? Good. Yeah. Estelle is, because she's so small, Estelle is just, like, on the verge of greening out, just like, oh. Alright, yeah, well, this isn't my first rodeo. I mean, I did go to college, so... Mm. You I, went to I, clown college? Yeah. I mean, every college is clown college in circuit. So, anyway, uh, yeah, I can... At, I, at the very least, I know how to work with this. Uh, so, um, I'm gonna try to cast a spell, and, uh, man, oh, man, I should... I wonder how my kids are doing. Like, I stepped outside to get the paper and stuff, and they haven't heard back from me in a few hours. Hope everybody's a... okay. I was gonna make pancake stuff. <laughs> oh. Anyway, uh, you know what? I'm I'm feeling pretty calm. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna roll with calm to see uh, what's gonna happen. Okay. So, uh, let's see here. What kind of letters am I gonna get? All right. I got a G, a Y. T, a Z, an I, another two more T's, an N, and a Y, Ooh. and I see TNT. <laughs> Your timer does start now. In case you want to see anything else. Ooh, I see tiny. <laughs> tiny. I mean, TNT is traditional. This is a shotguns and dynamite situation. But I'm rolling with calm. That's the thing. Ah. Uh. Yeah, there's no real, like, calm way to Tiny set off a... it. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we don't want to make the pile of, uh, you know, we don't want to make the core of the moon self-conscious. We want to kill it. Sure. Uh, tell you what, I'm, I'm going to set it up for somebody else to finish it off even easier. I'm going to cast Tiny, and I'm going to make this thing real small. Okay. Uh, so, that's easy enough. You, uh spell out tiny and the core of the moon begins to shrink and shrink and shrink until it's uh, probably a, oh, yeah I mean uh, timer went off oh okay yeah, I mean, it shrinks and shrinks and shrinks until it's about the size of uh, probably say like a chihuahua there we go uh, unfortunately this has given the core an idea now that it's so small 
Uh, it is going to go up to one of the more relaxed people, which in this case is probably Morgan. And uh, now it's going to attempt to get down, like jump into her throat. Oh no, my mouth. Oh God. And uh, it's just going to roll uh, an attack basically against uh, Morgan. So Morgan, if you'd be so kind as to roll your defense. Okay, I'm gonna roll uh, force to force it out. Uh, I got a six and two twos and a one. Okay. Um, all right. So it rolled a five. So it attempts to leap forward uh, to force itself down your throat. And you're a, a bit uh, looser on the edge. But seeing this thing coming towards you pretty much immediately kills your mood as you attempt to, like, push it away from you and keep it from trying to get at you. All right. Uh, this so this thing really knows how to kill the vibe. Yeah, so, uh, quickly, before it's able to, uh, like, as it leaps at me like a head crab, um, Morgan flips her, uh, shotgun upside down, grabbing it by the barrel, and baseball swings the thing back into, back to where it was. <laughs> Alright, so it's gonna roll its defense. It's gonna be using, uh, force. Uh, so it got a six and a five. Sorry, to do what? Uh, th that's defense. No, I'm not actually hit. I'm just like putting it. I'm saying that. That's oh, what that's your failed. defense. Okay, that's what yeah. it. That's what it was failing at. Yes. Like, All right. So, so yeah, you managed to, to punt it back. Yeah, it's back to the position it was at before. All right. So what do you guys do now? It might be down, but it's not out. Um, I, I think. I mean, step. yeah, this is kind of a stealth jam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Choose I'm the one with all the. He's the one with all the knives. Yeah. You know, I'm actually just gonna choose a point of potential into uh, rip handily. Jesus Christ! Uh, and roll that. Alright, uh, so it's gonna roll defense for force. Uh, it's highest is a three. Yeah, so I got a six. So, uh, yeah, no, Cell's uh, gonna take her, her, her brand new Hunter's Cleaver and just, like, rip into this thing. So, suddenly, so it's all quiet, and all of a sudden you start hearing all this heavy, heavy metal music coming. Heavy metal music intensifies as, uh, almost sort of shot for shot with Noir, Estelle proceeds to go absolutely ham on this thing and just dice it to pieces. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. Well, Estelle, when you manage to sort of uh, regain yourself, sitting in front of you is what looks to be a pile of hamburger meat. And then, almost as if something was set right, the sun starts creeping up from behind over the horizon towards you. The night is over at last. Okay, rule, new rule. We don't fight heavenly bodies from space. Because <laughs> if I gotta fight the sun, I am not gonna be happy. <laughs> we deserve at least a bonus for, for having to fight any celestial body. And I thought it was bad in space. Mm -hmm. Cosmological hazard pay. <laughs> Yes, yeah, you do know that there is some sort of danger pay for dealing with things between dimensions, as they are uh, quite nasty. Mm -hmm. All right, and with that, um, I guess we'll put what's left of it into like a container. Yeah, that's easy enough to do. It's it's pretty in pieces at this point. Yeah, I think we'll scoop it into like a container. Maybe we should just burn it. I don't know. Do, do you think we we don't really want to take it out of here? Well, I. I think the problem is it wasn't originally from here. All right. Well, put it in the container. Yeah, the scientists um, want it. Yeah. 
we just need to make sure that our our resident mathematician doesn't get his hands on it. <laughs> Good thing he's out of the office. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll take this and uh, hoof it back uh, towards the city. All right. So you don't have your van, so this time it does take a bit longer. Uh, as you manage to get back to sort of the front of the church, you see that the doors are now open and people are sort of like slowly coming out of the church. Uh, Brother Sturgis is there sort of like wishing people well and stuff like that. And when he sees you guys, his face just lights up and he runs over. He's like, you did it! You did it! Oh, by the miracle, you did it! Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, oh, I, I just... I, you were gone for... I, I assumed the worst, but... Uh, you've done it! Oh, You'll probably need to talk to the father. Uh, uh, please, he's, he's just in the uh, the main hall. Mm-hmm. And he sort of, like, directs you guys inside. Did I lose you guys? No. no. Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Can you repeat? I, I missed the last bit there. No, uh, he uh, he basically just gestures for you guys to, like... Like, he says, oh, you know, like, you'll have to speak to the father. and yeah. uh, We'll, we'll like, go in and talk yep. to him. So um, the father is sitting at the front of the church and that empty fountain that you guys were looking at before uh, is now filling with what looks to be water almost. And he is sort of like, the father is sort of like leaning down, he dips his hand into it and sort of like uh, draws the symbol that you'd seen before in the church and on brother on his face in the water before he sort of rises up and regards you and says, ah! Behold our deliverers from this pe- from this peril. I cannot thank you enough for what you have done. Truly, you are blessings of the miracle. I mean, in a sense, aren't we all kind of blessings? Sorry, Chris, you're a bit fur- far, far away from your mic. Okay. Hey, there's no trouble. I mean, in a sense, we're all kind of blessed, don't you think? Hmm. Ah, that is true, but sometimes yeah. but the miracle does work in mysterious ways to deliver the faithful from terror and strife. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's deep. Ooh. Well, uh, we'll, we'll let you get back to your, uh, you know, stuff. Uh, you got the payment? Of course. And, um, he, uh, this is what we agreed upon with the person that I was in contact with. And he kind of goes over to a desk and pulls out, like, a, a big, loose tome of papers. This should suffice. And probably this is what looks to be, like, just sort of looking at it, like... They're, equi- like, not an equivalent of the Bible, but sort of theological texts. Uh, and other sort of phenomenons that you assume are probably things that are very useful to the scientists. And so, by proxy, your payment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And All right. with that, he says... Go with the miracle, for truly thou art blessed. And sort of, you know, gestures towards the door, which you assume now somehow has become the portal back to the office. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Uh, you you too, man. And uh, yeah, walking through uh, the door of the church, rather than back outside, you end up uh, back in the office. And the minute you do, just a bunch of scientists just crowd around you and start asking questions like it's a press scrub. Whoa, 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 maybe uh, he, he's off a bit. Um, hey, I'm... hey, hey, nerds, catch. And I throw the thing into, into the group of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, that gets their attention as they basically die for this fucking thing. 
and uh, they start going, oh, what is it? What is it? What is it? They start like, they basically all rush off into an uh, adjoining room, probably to examine whatever's in it. And then uh, as you guys are looking, uh, Abe walks out of the break room with a coffee and says, oh, you're back. That didn't take long at all. <sighs> yeah. As uh, uh, Morgan brushes some of the viscera off of her cloak. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like you had fun. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of high right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Asel uh, uh, so will just like take out her the, the cleaver and say, yeah, I got something new. And then walks back to her desk. Hey, Estelle. Uh-huh. Donuts? And then I look at uh, Wiggle Donuts. Pulling yeah. Donuts. Not oh. Abe. <laughs> all right, let's get Donuts. All right, that's fine. I better go see what all those idiots are looking at. Uh, you know what? Abe, actually come with us. <laughs> <laughs> and, I gra- and I start pushing Abe through the door as we all but, go hey, get Donuts. Hey, I'll have you know that I have very good research with all those... Hey, hey! <laughs> And, and then they uh, all had donuts. Yeah, and with that, we will say that that is the end of uh, this spooktacular one-shot. Hopefully, y'all were uh, significantly given the heebie-jeebies, and uh, we will catch you next time with our regularly scheduled programming. Thank you, everyone, and good night. Happy Halloween. Ha- happy Halloween! Ooh. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listen to these nerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listen to these nerds at gmail.com.